0: Welcome to The Crimson Circle, whether you're watching at TheCrimsonCircle.com or listening at CrimsonCircle.com or on Blog Talk Radio, welcome to The Shoud with Adamus Saint-Germain as channeled by Jeffrey Hoppe. But first, there's more. But first, as you know, there was an invitation to make this a pirate-themed event, And as you know, that this is all about pirates and enlightenment, and so we have an incredible live audience here, dressed and here to celebrate being the pirates that we are. Could we get a shot of the audience and all those dressed up? It's really quite amazing. There was a competition. Uh Uh-huh. Wow, look at it. Is that cool or what? Okay. And we even had some craziness, like we said, come be a pirate. And there was this person that her, her attention panel wasn't very good, so she just heard the B. And so she came as a B. She forgot about a pirate. You know, it is what it is. A pirate. Okay, now there was a competition. It was voted on by everyone here. We had judges, and we had a final, and we have. we actually had so much enthusiasm that we couldn't narrow it down to more than to less a, than two winners. It was a
1: tough competition. Very I mean, tough. Very tough. My heart is still beating.
0: That's good. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah. That is good. You mean
0: pounding or beating? <laughs>
1: pounding. Yeah, pounding. I, like pounding. The, the intensity, the drama was amazing. Amazing. Yeah.
0: So, with great enthusiasm, we'd like to present the winners to you, Joe and Sandra, Please come up so people so we can put you on screen and get a good shot of you and Lara Laura and, and Marty. Marty. Look at this! Great job!
1: Come up front and center, Wow!
0: Yeah. Wow! 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 How amazing is that? So and it
1: was interesting too, Linda, that this year it was couples yeah. uh, and it was a tie. So we have that magic number of four—the masculine, and feminine. Oh. Masculine, oh. and the balance, and it's like, wow! And don't perfection. they look, oh, don't they look great? That's yeah. a ship's rat. I mean, dog.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs>
1: the demouser, the, the mouser dog. Yeah. Anyway, don't they look great? I mean, amazing. So good. Thank you.
0: Thank you Thank for, you for so everyone much. that participated. Thank you. And if you're dressed up at home, send us your photo. Post it on Facebook.
1: You bet. Okay. Okay. And they both – actually, they both – got a $100 award. They didn't have to split. They both got it. Wow. There was no
0: way – that was the only way to wow. do it right.
1: Poor Leslie had to run down to the ATM machine on the break, but you know, <laughs> other than that, it's okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm ready.
0: So, are we ready for Adamus? So, Jeffrey Hoppy, as he warms up for Adamus, I invite all of us to also allow the space for this amazing and wonderful adventure that we're all on. Each of us in our own way. Each of us. So with that, please, I invite each of us to take the good, deep breath. Adamus repeatedly reminds us to take a good deep breath, the deep breath from the soul of you, the breath that tells your body you choose life. And as you breathe, breathing with your body, mind, and soul, an integration and a beauty. So breathe deeply. Also, giving yourself permission to truly experience Adamas, If you dare, take the good deep breath. Breathe deeply. Feeling. Allowing. Present in your body. Take the good deep breath. Feel the breath as it fills you. Breathe deeply. Breathe the celebration of this now moment. Breathe. Breathe the energies throughout you. This is our time, our now moment. Stay with a good deep breath. Flowing, allowing, feel as Adamus' energies are here with us. You can breathe in the energies of Adamus if you choose, breathe, breathe.
1: me, Uh, don't
0: let me go, Uh, who cares what they see, Uh, who cares what they know. Need to eat, run into low. Your first name is King, last name is Dumb, cause you still believe in everyone. One does the shock you see? He left us the sun. La, 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 la. And-
1: I am Captain Madamis of the good ship H.M.S. Sovereignty. Ah, dear Chambra, dear Chambra, greetings, greetings, greetings. A fine, a fine-looking crew we have here today. You don't smell so good, but you look fine, all dressed up for our voyage into new lands, new territories. Let's take a good deep breath and, yes, Winch, I'm ready for the coffee now. Well, I'd like it handed to me, Winch. Yes, and if you would. I'm a Winch. You gotta be a little theatrical. Ah, Winch, where is my coffee? Ah. I a Winch? Yeah. Ah. 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 Tastes as good as the last. <laughs> So would you favor my ears with a good pirate arg, would you? Arg! That doesn't sound like you're about ready to sail to new uncharted territories. Would you favor my other ear with a good Arg! Arg! Ah, that's what I wanted to hear. I wanted to know that I'm setting sail with the Argonauts. Or the Argonauts, yeah. You've heard of astronauts? They go to the moon. Argonauts go anywhere they want. Arg, (coughs) arg. So, Shambhra, let's take a good deep breath on this day, for we are going places. We're in the Walk On series. (laughs) probably not adequately named. It should be the fly on, the Sauron. Yes, with a bunch of Argonauts. <laughs> so, what's in store for today? What's in store for us? A journey, a change, a shift, something that you've probably been feeling for a few days. Definitely today, something is different. Something is changing, and you're absolutely right. Follow your intuition. Follow your knowingness. Don't try to block it out of your mind when the body or the mind are feeling a little awkward. Don't block it out. Invite it. Embody it. Be it, because changes are coming – major changes. And that's what you're here for. That's exactly why you're here – pioneers of consciousness. Pirates, spiritual pirates, going to new places that few, if anyone, have ever been to. I'm going to need the writing board up here, please. Don't all get up at once (laughs) Uh, Let me try that again. I'll need the writing board up here. Yes, notice how they run. So. I want to do … before we set sail on our journey today, I want to do a quick review. Very quick review. You've heard it many times before, but it's important to bring it back into awareness, bring it back into consciousness. How are you feeling, my dear? Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi. to you, too, but how are you feeling?
0: I'm um, fine. Fine. I'm mean, high off of the, the, the competition with the podcast. Ah, yes, oh, yeah. yes. Totally distracting
1: wonderful. Good. Consciousness is everything, everything, period. No ifs, ands or buts about it. Consciousness is the beginning and the end. It all starts with consciousness. Marker? Good. And as you have seen me draw many, many times, this circle with the dot in the center represents consciousness. I know you've heard this, but you tend to forget it. It's the I exist, and not I exist with anything around me. There in the true I exist there is nothing. There's not even black. It's not even just dark. It's not just quiet. It's nothing whatsoever. There are no angels. There is no me. There is no past. There is no future. There is just you. I exist. When you get to that state, when you really, really experience it, everything that is so human, everything that is so trivial goes away, because you realize you have always existed, always, and you always will. You will change the nature of your expressions and your perceptions. You will change your experiences. You will change the knowingness of the I Am, but the I exist will always, always exist. This is core. And this simple circle with a dot in the middle, my friends, is going to change the course of human history in the not-too-distant future. That simple little symbol right there is going to change things in your lifetime. Right now, there is very little or, if anything, known about consciousness and its relationship to life itself. Scientists don't consider consciousness when they're doing their experiments, when they're coming out with their theories. There are few who have broached this subject of consciousness to a degree. Those who are in what you would call the New Age or spirituality have dabbled in it, but to a larger degree they treat it with the same level of machio that they treat everything else – their spirit guides, their rituals and everything else. But this simple little symbol is on its way to changing the way humanity experiences. It's going to change it in your lifetime. It was said not so long ago by a noted physicist that consciousness has no place in science, and it should be put in the same place as dragons and fairies and unicorns. And he is correct. And he is absolutely correct, because science understands things that are linear and uh, that you can replicate. Science understands its formula. Science is its own form of limited consciousness. I'm not opposed to science. I have spent many, many years and lifetimes past advocating science at a time when there was a tremendous amount of um, superstition, a tremendous amount of control from religious organizations that defied basic science. So through an organization called the Illuminati, which was a group of scientists and philosophers and mathematicians, we, they brought forth to this planet an understanding of what eventually would become the scientific method, uh, using facts as a basis, as a part of determining the current nature of reality. But science, like so many other human endeavors, got caught in its own power games, got caught in its own limitations, uh, became very uh, enclosed, very limited and restricted, and it now looks at the nature of reality through only the eyes or the perspective of its science when there is so much more out there. There are unicorns, my friends. Maybe not running down the streets of your hometowns, your villages. There are dragons, dragons, and they're within each and every one of you, and also on the outside. There are fairies. There are nature divas and elementals who play such an important role in nature, in the life force of this planet. They are real. Maybe not quantifiable by science, because science is using a very myoptic Uh, outlook on things. They only look at a linear perspective. So this physicist was absolutely correct in his observation that consciousness doesn't belong in science, but it is very real and very important, and soon science will start taking it into their domain, will start considering uh, consciousness as the factor. It will baffle them because consciousness cannot be measured whatsoever. There is no energy in consciousness, as you know from our discussions. It will baffle them because uh, consciousness um, cannot be seen. It cannot be controlled, and oftentimes the results of new consciousness are unpredictable. They don't follow the same pathways as linear science, as current science. In other words, as you know from our discussions about new energy, new energy isn't like old energy. It's not like that it's the same every time it's applied to a situation. It changes every time it's applied to a situation. With current uh, consciousness and science, if you apply a formula to something, then it would apply time and time and time again. Until you put in other factors. With new energy, it's not that way. It will change every time it's used. So science isn't looking at that. It will baffle science. But my friends, each and every one of you already has the knowingness about consciousness. And in the next few years, in particular, there are going to be major, major breakthroughs in science and technology and in physics. Major breakthroughs. Breakthroughs uh, to the extent that this planet hasn't seen in a thousand and more years. Breakthroughs that are similar to discovering <laughs> uh, that the Earth is not flat. You realize that there are some people that still believe that that the Earth is flat, oh, they, they uh, are bringing their past into the Now and they want to continue believing it. And in a way, if you understand the dynamics of consciousness, you'll realize for them it's true. The world is flat and therefore everything they're going to see is going to validate the flat Earth. You can give them pictures taken from uh, outer space, from the astronauts, not the Argonauts, and it shows a round disk and they will still insist that it's flat. They will insist that the disk <laughs> is facing them like that rather than being like that. But you're going to see changes over these years, these next few years, first as uh, what are considered bizarre theories and then becoming more and more and more acceptable in mainstream physics and science, that will change perception on this planet and eventually change the way this planet operates, change belief systems, change the whole way this planet is energized. It brings up an important point uh, we're going to discuss before we go out on our journey. The changes that are coming are what you would call quantum or magical, but they're not really. It's only that the mind, the <laughs> a beautiful distraction. Oh! A little sip of coffee there. Um, get your pop out of there. Yes. Yes. I have friends in all realms. Thank you. It's been so, so nice to see you again. Yes, yeah. Go spin a web somewhere else. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, where was I uh, in my long dissertation about the changes that are coming about on this planet. And the question I have ties in very appropriately to the music video you just watched. Is the planet ready for it? Is the planet ready for a quantum shift in physics, a shift that will blow apart so many theories that are out there right now, these theories uh, and practices of science, well, they They offer or offered a perspective of reality, but uh, those who help to create them, those who help continue to work on them, research them, are heavily invested in them. And there's not only the institutions, the physicists and scientists and the laboratories and the universities that are part of this, but then it trickles down into uh, manufactured products and goods. It uh, trickles down into… Um, belief systems from uh, any type of religious or spiritual group – there's a huge investment in the way things are now and a huge resistance actually to any real change. Change is one of those funny things that people are always wanting change, but they don't really want change. They want small incremental betterment in their life, but given the opportunity for huge change I don't know if they're really ready for it. I don't know if this planet is going to be able to absorb or withstand the shock of some of the new physics that are currently in the works. I don't know if it's going to cause uh, a major elevation and evolution in consciousness, or if it's going to cause wars, battles huge disagreements, disagreements at every level, academic levels, corporate levels, uh, cultural countries, everything. I don't know if the planet is truly ready, but it is happening. It's going to happen anyway. It would be very interesting to see how humans respond and react. It would be interesting to see if those who are invested in current limited science – uh, as well as anything else, can allow this new way to be. I, I could tell you right now that the physics that will come out first as theories, uh, and then later on as more accepted thought, is going to shake up the the religions of of this planet. The religions that are are they haven't changed in thousands of years, uh, and they hold such a power over people. Religions that really don't – I'm sorry – but they really don't teach anything about True Spirit and, and the Self, the soul. So it's going to cause uh, a lot of changes in that, uh, plus everything else. These changes are coming about because there are people – not many – but there are people like, like you, people who have had that knowingness for quite a while, had that inner awakening You know that there's something else. One could argue that you just want to believe that there's something else. Well, that factors into it also. But you know that there's something else, and that is what has kept you going in spite of all the difficulties, in spite of the many difficult journeys you've been on, in spite of the problems in your life. You know, and right now you know it is that close that close. You can feel it. And it gets a little frightening when you realize that things are going to change drastically. You're the ones who, for many lifetimes now, thousands and thousands of years, have been exploring consciousness, whether you know it or not, whether you called it that or not. Uh, but some of you have called it the beyond, it's just something different. Some of you have called it fantasy, and it's not. There, there, there can be no such thing as fantasy, in other words, made up. It has its origins uh, somewhere, those thoughts of yours, those dreams of yours. It's not just make up, believe, fantasy. It's coming from somewhere within you, that knowingness that there is more. And what's going to change this planet is Consciousness, the the, the awareness of the awareness. Some may not call it Consciousness at first. They may give it other words and names, but it all boils down to this simple thing, Consciousness. Imagine for a moment that, that suddenly there are some uh, scientists and physicists who start considering consciousness in the in the equations of science and math. Imagine some say there is something beyond uh, the, the, the typical linear research and development that is being done. There's something behind all of this, and it's the element of consciousness. And when they start to seriously consider it uh, – seriously, as in what Einstein did in seriously considering his theory of relativity, time, space, gravity, seriously considering that, in spite of what uh, the peers and what others would say, that he knew that there was something more. He struggled with it for years and years and years, trying to uh, put it into a simple formula, trying to, in a way, prove it. And it wasn't uh, initially met with… oohs and ahs and acceptance. No, it was rejected because most revolutionary or evolutionary concepts are. But in these next few years, this variable of consciousness is going to start coming through and it's going to continue more and more and more. It will change uh, the understanding of physics and science and eventually come down to changing life here on the planet. Uh, Everything as simple as as energy sources, fuel sources, Uh, everything from uh, the way things are distributed on this planet, the, the understanding of where we come from, where you come from, all ready for change. I don't know if humanity in general is ready for this. It's like my question years and years ago. Is humanity ready for freedom?" And everybody, oh, shook their heads, yes, freedom, freedom, but they still question it because freedom requires responsibility. Freedom for yourself requires a tremendous responsibility – no taking or feeding off of others, no blaming others – It's a tremendous amount of responsibility That saying, I am. I am the Creator. There is nothing in my way. There is nothing stopping me from wealth or health or anything else. That's a that's freedom. That's a creator. But it also takes a tremendous amount of responsibility, responsibility for yourself as the creator. So I'm saying all this in preparation for where we're going to go today, I'm saying all this uh, to help really ground the understanding that consciousness is everything. It is what creates. Consciousness is what attracts energy. Consciousness is what create or created this entire universe and all of the other universes. It's not spiritual. This whole understanding is not spiritual. Uh, it's not, definitely not New Age, definitely not religious, but it's not even spiritual. Because the minute that we start attaching spiritual qualities to it, uh, uh, we get into uh, belief systems and um, gods and uh, a lot of things that will actually limit uh, the understanding of consciousness. It's not really science, but it's going to be. It's not really considered physics yet, but it's going to be, Uh, but it is this thing called consciousness that you are is everything is everything it's going to be strange looking back 20 30 years ago uh, from now it's going to be strange for future generations from now to say you know what was wrong with those people back in the you know 19th 20th 21st century they didn't even, they had no understanding of consciousness it wasn't really even in the vocabulary i mean it was a word but nobody really knew what it meant. They're going to look back generations from now and be uh, amazed, uh, befuddled that humans at the time didn't even understand the basics of consciousness. And again, this is not spiritual. This is not New Age. This is not philosophical. <coughs> this is the core of all things on the uh, in the universe, in the Omniverse, everywhere. That's why I've been very adamant with you, uh, talking about experiencing the I exist, understanding consciousness and understanding the difference between consciousness and energy. You hear the words and you're starting to understand, but still you still tend to pair the two together. Uh, Consciousness and energy, the same thing, and they're not. With some of the recent experiences that we've had with going into consciousness, uh, things like uh, in the recent mirab of going through the house and then out and ultimately releasing everything, being in nothingness, some of you are really starting to understand, and it kind of rings a bell within you, uh, this, this I exist. This consciousness and it strips away all the macho, it strips away all the old belief systems, and it strips away uh, it washes away uh, things like your what you thought were your problems and your issues and everything else. And you suddenly realize, I exist, death doesn't matter. Your relatives don't matter, your job doesn't matter. When I say it doesn't matter, meaning, You've been putting undue um, effort and focus into these things. They don't matter. With true consciousness, all this just kind of falls into place. Life becomes synchronous. It just happens, and it's all being led – the leading edge of all of it – is consciousness. Where do you want your consciousness to be? In our gathering last month, I said there was this device called the IMR, for lack of a better device, I guess it shrunk, but the <laughs> IIMR got smaller. That's what happens with uh, you know, technology. Everything gets smaller. I said, "You have the IMR. What are you going to do with it?" A- and I know I gave some of you a hard time by saying, "Go beyond. Go into other realms. In these other realms, the experience will be different than. What you experience in your human uh, life. But go beyond, open up, don't be afraid. But also, this is very important. I talked about it at our Merlin gathering in Romania one week ago. Don't expect that when you go out, when you go beyond, when you allow yourself to be aware of your awareness, in other words, the I Am. Don't expect that you're going to drag your selfish human self with you. There is that expectation that I talked to the group about that you're going to walk through a wall. Everybody thinks it's very magical, walk through a wall, and I said, yeah, absolutely. Very easy to do. You just do it. But don't expect that you're going to take your flesh and bones with you. That is selfish. That is your selfish human self. It's, th- it's kind of an odd, it's a paradox, because on one hand you're saying, oh, this body, <laughs> it gets old, it gets tired, uh, oh, the flesh and blood, and, you know. It's but yet you want to take that with you, walking through walls or going to other dimensions. Why? It's not you. That is the selfish, little, immature human. That's okay. As long as you recognize it, as long as you are aware that that's this human self that on one hand is saying you want magic, you want uh, to, to travel to other parts of the cosmos, on the other hand you say, well, but I insist that my body and my brain go with me. No. No, it doesn't. Actually, you don't want it to. You really really don't want it to. It limits you. The difference between um, the – you are the I Am. You are the I Exist. There is no brain. There is no body. Uh, There's none of that. You don't need it. It is just pure consciousness. Opposed to that or the form that – some of you are still in to a degree – the form that most humans are in is the me. me one hand you have the I Am, the magnificence, the free, sovereign, creative I Am, and then over here you have me, the immature, selfish little human. It's okay. We're not talking about eliminating it. We're talking about opening the perspective to the I Am that can walk through that wall. You don't need to take your body. We did it in Romania. We walked right through and we observed ourselves from the other side. But understand, my friends, when you use the I am"er, when you go beyond the limits of the body and mind, that the sense of perception, the way you perceive things will change. Don't expect that you're going to uh, walk through the wall or travel to uh, another dimension and have eyes. Or have the sense of hearing, A, you don't need it, B, it's limiting, and C, it's so me, (laughs) so human little me. You can travel, you can journey to these other realms easily, very easily, as the I Am. But don't expect to see with eyes, to hear with ears. There's a whole different set of what you would call senses that occur in the other realms. Takes a little getting used to, but suddenly when you allow yourself to use these senses, these non-physical human senses, suddenly you'll remember these are your natural senses. Your natural. The eyes are an unnatural way of perceiving reality. They really are. They're limiting. Uh, they're, you should be able to see all around you or perceive all around you. You should have a perfect vision at any physical distance, but the eyes limit all of that. So, what I'm saying here before we go out on our journey, <laughs> you are the I Am. Recognize the me. Recognize the, you have the I Am, but you have the, the little me, the selfish human. I don't say that uh, disparagingly. I don't say that negatively, but it's there. And it tends to try to take um, control. It, it winds enough and, and rebels enough and, and uh, distorts you enough. You fall in. You, you, you become, in a way, a victim to little me. No more. No more. No more. Let's be mature I Am Beings. No more selfish little human bratty, insisting on its, its trivial little ways. You're the I Am, so start acting it. Good. Now, uh, summarize what we've done so far, not much. <laughs> Talked about consciousness, it is so important. Talked about changes that are going to be occurring, and particularly in the next couple of years, uh, not the the change itself, but the beginning of the change, the revelation that consciousness is at the core of everything, from revelation, but in the in the uh, physics uh, uh, environment and science. Eventually, you already know it. You don't have to wait for the papers to come out. You don't have to wait for the the, the debates to take place. You already know it. You just don't know that you know it. You're unsure of your knowingness. You don't know how to define your knowingness right now, but I'm asking you to trust yourself to allow, because things are going to change. I'm going to ask now if you would distribute a piece of paper to everyone here, uh, including myself. One sheet of paper, no pen or pencil needed, as part of our experience for today. Those of you who are watching at home, uh, get a sheet of paper any size doesn't matter, any color doesn't matter. They have so many questions. What size, what color can it be written on? I don't care. Just a piece of paper. (laughs) Uh, Just a piece of paper. Great. Thank you. Now, most of you know how to do this already, but I'll go through and demonstrate once again. I'd like you to make a paper airplane. You fold the sheet in um, half the long way. Ah, see, that's what we had before, this is what we have now. Okay, that's the beginning of your paper airplane. Some of you are sophisticated paper airplane makers. You just go for it. Next, you uh, dog ear both corners, meaning you fold this corner down and crease it. You fold this corner down and crease it. Okay, so you have something that looks like this. Now, yes, some of you can get really fancy with this. You've done a lot of paper airplane. Idle hands, idle minds (laughs) Okay, good, good. So we started here and now we're here. Now you fold this over. See? Fold this over so you come out with this shape. Okay, now we're going to put on wings, so you bend one corner up and over and you have one wing, and then you bend the other side up and over and you have two wings. Good. Now you have a basic paper airplane. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing what we do here in the Crimson Circle. (laughs) <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> and I'll go back to um, uh, just for a moment to, to say what you're going to discover, where, where you're going, what you're going to discover is you, is the I Am. That's going to be very different from the me, I mean, from the little me inside you. There's such a difference. You're going to realize this me has been screaming out, crying out, me, 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 and it's really I Am, I Am, I Am. That's the discovery. Little me will stop screaming out, me, because finally f- it's going to start feeling safe. It actually finally will start feeling acknowledged. The human, the little human, the selfish human will start, suddenly start feeling acknowledged. It will feel that it is being taken care of. It will feel then a freedom to have its me experiences, but without all the whining without all the uh, bratty insistence. So where you're going, what you're discovering is the I Am. So you all have your paper airplanes ready. If you would, please stand up. And in just a moment I'm going to ask you to toss them all this way, please. And for those of you near the camera, make sure if you can, crosses over the camera, create a beautiful effect. (laughs) And before we throw them, Caldro and Linda asked me to uh, be safety conscious, so I will. So you may want to use your hand to create a visor over your eyes in case there is an errant uh, paper airplane flying your way you might not be aware of, or put on your safety glasses if you're, <laughs> if you're a nerd, uh, or <laughs> put on your safety glasses, sunglasses or anything else. Do protect your eyes. The rest of your body is going to be okay. And on the count of three args … Arg, arg, arg. Arg, arg, arg. Let's launch our paper airplanes. Cover the visor the eyes. Arg, arg, arg. Yeah! (laughs) Good. Excellent. Good. Some very nice paper airplanes there. Now, that was fun, wasn't it? What's the point? I just hadn't done paper airplane throwing in a long time and thought it would be fun to do. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's move on to the next point. (laughs) Let's move on to the point of the day, why we're here. I hope that's just watered up paper and not toilet paper that came flying up this way. And please, uh, next time you do that, just wad up your cash and throw it up this way. I'm going to present not a theory, it's actually reality. Some might call it a theory, but it is reality. I'm going to present that. Calder has been a little nervous about this channel uh, because, uh, unlike most times when we have a shout, I don't tell him much, and if I do, it's a lie. <laughs> just distract them. But this one, I I talked to him the other night I explained what we're going to do, um, including throwing paper airplanes. (laughs) And he's a bit nervous about it. I'm not, because I don't have to take the wrath. (laughs) He does. But I'm going to present a fundamental, basic concept about reality that will cause some to raise their eyebrows. That will cause some to say, Adamus has really lost it. That will cause some to debate it heavily. Well, it may get out there on the internet. It may find its way to the academic community, and they will – they most of them will uh, – absolutely uh, throw their, their assaults at it. Their, most of them will not understand or accept, but in the next 10, 15 years – doesn't matter – there'll be enough research and enough understanding, enough uh, quantum theory stuff that some people are going to start saying, Ah, I get it. I get it, and then start applying it to the basics of physics and math and the other things that … the the other scientific endeavors. There There are some who will hear this and it won't mean much of anything. They'll walk away. They'll turn off their uh, TV monitors uh, at home, I'd say, that was interesting, but uh, maybe kind of sci-fi. A- and that's okay. And then would, would you mind cleaning up all this crap up here? I'm trying to give a lecture. Would somebody clean this up? Look, I'm an Ascended Master. I feel like I'm walking in paper rubbish all over the place. Are you going to recycle this? or? send it to the landfill? What is the point of What's the point? Distraction. Absolute wow. distraction. Yeah. <laughs> Next month we're going to do hula hoops. Uh, why not? <laughs> Thank you. So, by the way, it's, it's um, any time Did you want to share something with everyone? Of
0: uh, course, of
1: course. Good. With me. Good. I wondered where Dave's red bandana went he had on. That was important. In the middle of one of the most <laughs> profound uh, uh, observations, she wanted to know … this is what I have to deal with. She wanted to know where David uh, crashes red bandana was. Who is she? Edith. Thank right you. Right in the middle of revealing what will be What will be uh, discussed and debated by physicists, not necessarily from what we say here today, but uh, the concept that will be discussed and debated—something that is going to change the world. It's going to change your world. We're talking about where is it? Where is the bandana? Would you put the bandana on? (laughs) Keep Edith appeased. I mean, Edith, Edith, you have you have so much interest in um, Dave, uh, Edith. By the way, any time, <laughs> any time, energy gets thick and stuck, and you you can feel it. You don't have to. You don't have to think it. You can just feel it. Any time that you can feel that tension growing, uh, something's happening. The air is getting thick. Distract. Absolutely distract. People are going mental. Distract. Then we could come back fresh and really get into it, and that's just what we did. The paper, airplanes, out of Dave's bandana, whatever that thing is, is his jockstrap and all everything else, it's like … it's a distraction. So, now, for my, for my observation, uh, some people will argue it. Others won't really care. Others will say that we're a bunch of New Age freaks gone crazy, which is not true. Uh, and others, like you, are going to get an aha, and then you're going to get another aha and another aha and on and on and on with the ahas. Uh, and that's what we're going for here. Remember, it's a very small group on this planet that's affecting consciousness because most people don't know what it is. Cons- most people think conscious is being awake and breathing. Uh, that's the limit of consciousness. and it's far, far grander. So here's my um, input on the nature of reality. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do not move through time and space. Time and space moves through you. Absolutely uh, a contradiction, actually, absolutely a revelation, revolution from current thinking. Time and space are moving through you right now. You are not moving through it. In fact, there are no objects that actually move through time and space. The current thinking is that an object goes through time and space. And we'll treat time and space uh, as as a uh, melded unit. We'll call it time-space, as a singular thing. You can't really have one without the other. You can, but uh, the whole thing collapses. So we'll call it time-space. And the current thinking is that an object moves through time-space. Therefore, the rate that the object moves through uh, determines the time and determines the the space itself, and the fact is that is not true. In actual physics, um, quantum physics, uh, it is actually time-space moving through you. When you threw those paper airplanes before, they were not moving it was time and space that moved ah ah how about an arg with that arg arg so everybody has a perception of reality that there is uh, a single time space and a movement in an object through that time space creates gravity and that is not true it is actually the object, you, your consciousness, now solidified in a human body with time space moving through it. Look at it this way. You know what, uh, some of you know what the old fashioned film projectors were like. They had the reels of film and it looped down through, and there was a, a light. Uh, and the light passed through the film and projected onto the screen. So it is the same in this case, the fact that time space is moving. The time space would be the time space would be like the... let's say we have our, our projector with the, the light here. And the film well, would run down through. The projector isn't moving. Uh, the projector is not scanning down the film. The projector, the light, is stationary. The film is moving, going through and creating the illusion on a screen somewhere of a moving picture. But you, consciousness, light, are actually not moving. Hmm, you say. So when uh, I am moving Caldera's arms. You say, "Well, isn't that movement?" Said, "Actually, not. Actually, not. It's a perception that something has moved. Human would believe that the arm is moving, and actually, it's time-space that is moving." Hmm. Hmm. So you could say in this, in this uh, analogy here that here the, the film that's already come through the loop is the past. The film that is going to be going through the loop and getting enlightened is the future. And right here, that one clip that is making its way down the, through the gears and the reels and about to be illuminated, that is the now moment so you could say that you are always that now moment but the problem is with some of the old understandings of time space and physics that you're actually you're actually not here uh, most people are not operating here right at the projection level they're they're up here they're they're thinking about oh what's what, what is what's going to happen as the next uh, film clip comes through with oh the terrible things or the worried about it or the fearing the future and then they're also down here somewhere in the film reel that's already gone by so oh, I shouldn't have done that and I regret doing this and poor me I was a victim to all the circumstances so they're not they're not here they're not right at the point of projection the point of Consciousness anymore. So it's very easy for them to believe, very easy for them to believe that they're moving through time space. But in fact, they are not. In fact, you are not. It's a very interesting concept, but a reality as well. Time space is moving through you right now, and as it does, It is creating a gravitational effect. When I use the word gravity, I'm talking about more than just Newton's gravity, something falling to the ground. Gravity in this case is a suction. It condenses it. It creates density. So as time and space are moving through you right now, it is creating a gravitational effect. And the gravity is not just physical, it's not just on your body. For this true gravity actually holds in, traps, thoughts and emotions. Imagine for a moment your thoughts and emotions, just like it was a physical object, being sucked in by the gravity. So you begin to believe that things that have happened in the past are real, and they're not. Not not the way you perceive them. They're very, very different, but the gravity is holding these things in. The gravity holds in belief systems, individual belief systems, uh, cultural belief systems. It holds in religious belief systems. So time and space moving through people right now is not only creating the physical reality, the th- what you call the 3D, and causing people to believe that this is the only thing that's real. This gravitational effect causes people to say, Well, this is it. Uh, The world's flat. (laughs) This is it. It's stupid to think that the world would be round. The people on the bottom would fall off. (laughs) And so the gravity of time and space not only holds in physical objects, but beliefs, thoughts, limitations, and everything else. It's absolutely amazing this gravitational effect, how it keeps everything together. It keeps it held in. It keeps um, things solid. It keeps things from changing. The gravity of time and space helps to create experiences, what you would call solid, real experiences. It helps to keep you focused in your eyes and your ears and your physical senses, rather than the knowingness that you have that there is so much more. This gravity, as time-space moves through you, activated by consciousness, activated by consciousness, the gravity that it creates holds all of it in, and you've been trying to break out of it the whole time. Through what? With your consciousness, with your limited consciousness of the mind. You've been trying to break out the knowingness as there is something outside this cage that I live in. But as you think about it, as you um, try to figure it out, time-space moves through you faster. Time-space causes more of a gravitational effect that holds in the fact that you are trapped. And this, my friends, is … Relatively simple, as it may sound to some of you, is absolutely profound. You're going to be experiencing it in your own life, the old way of an object moving through time-space versus the new understanding that it's moving through you. It's radical physics, but it's also basically true physics. Most have the perception that if this is time that they are that they are moving through it, and they count it on their watch, they say, "Yeah, it took so much time to get through something." Uh, most people have think that time space is a, um, a defined, uh, undeniable, almost unchangeable thing, and it's not. It's not. Your life on this planet is ruled has been ruled by time space you've fallen into it. you've just you've accepted time space that you're moving through it you believe that you were born and you go through your life and then you die and you have certain years associated with it and you do certain things you you move through time and space you go from today to tomorrow through time and space and it's very linear but the fact is it's not the fact is that it's not time that's defining you, that's defining your movement, your, your past, present, future. It's not time that does that. The reality is that here is consciousness with a circle, with a dot. There's consciousness and time-space moves through you and in doing so creates gravity, G, that holds everything in time-space is not solid. It's not uh, a a, a constant variable. It changes, and it changes from David to David, even though you both have the same name. It's different. Your time-space is different than David's time-space. Every time you move, there is a variable of time-space moving through you that's different than the movements of David. The time space that's moving through you, David, is determined by your thoughts, your belief systems, your physical actions and the level of consciousness that you are allowing. That determines the flow or the movement of time space through you, and it's different than yours because your thoughts are different, your actions are different. There are two different gravitational effects that are occurring. Between these two, you go. Oh, I, I, hanging on, Adamus. I thought, I thought time space was a constant, and I thought gravity was a constant. No, nope. and when you can let go of that, the fact that there's a force or a power that is determining your level of life, your gravity, your flow into life. When you can let go of the fact that there is that. The a time God out there, a time-space God out there, which there is not, when you let go of that fact that there is some power beyond you, you start experiencing freedom. Now, you're going to be experiencing this. That's why we're here. That's why we set out on this, this journey today. You're going to be experiencing it and you're going to talk to some people about it and there – we have a wise one here – she says, No way! (laughs) But I guarantee you will. I guarantee you're going to have an experience with this – I don't know – a week from now, a month from now, it doesn't matter. You're going to have an experience that has a profound effect on your life, that shakes up your belief systems, that shakes up all the things that you've been holding on to, especially old emotions and old limitations. You're going to have one of those gee whiz, aha moments, and you will go racing down the street to try to tell people about it, or at least your friends and neighbors, and trying to get them to get off of time, space. Yeah, uh huh, okay, okay. And it doesn't matter. And you'll realize that that profound beauty. You'll you'll watch as you, you may try to talk to them about this. You'll watch how time-space is moving through them. You'll watch how their consciousness, their thoughts and everything else is creating the flow or the movement, but what's more important is the gravity, the suction that holds things in. Now, you say, but hang on a second, there's been a lot of scientific experiments and there are certain properties of gravity that are they just are. It's the physics of Earth. And you're telling us, Adamus, now that everybody has their own time-space. There's not one great big one. Everybody has their own level of gravity, uh, holding things in, uh, keeping a reality in its its shape. So, what is it? Uh, Is it we all have our own or is it one great big time-space God? It is all individual. It is your individual time-space, gravity, and uh, as motivated by consciousness. And it is yours as well. But there has come to be, due to the gravity of time-space, there has come to be a mutual consensus, a a common understanding. It's like a communal time-space. Most people are actually delighted to give up their sovereign time-space being and accept time-space God. Say, that's the way things are. I'll just have to go along with it. I, I You know, I, the clock can moves at a certain pace. Objects move through space at a certain pace. That's the way things are. Next prop. I oh, he's got to have props handy. <laughs> and most people are just going to accept the fact that When a ball is thrown – good catch – when a ball is thrown like that, that it is simply moving through time and space, and time and space are are constant because you throw the ball back and it has a predicted and very determinable uh, speed, arc, everything else in it. But that's just because there is a common It's kind of a mass consciousness hypnosis about time and space. And it's true. It is true, and also at the same time, it is true that you have your own. When you begin to understand the implications of this, that's when you can be invisible. You simply simply go out of time. You still exist. You still have a physical body. You still have your I Am, but you simply go out of their time. You simply remove yourself from the mass consciousness variable. It's amazing because it's magical, because you can still observe them. You can still be with them, but they won't see you. They won't know that you're there unless you choose to be. You manage. You own your own time-space. What is time-space and how prevalent is it? Well, that leads to a lot of interesting discussions. You see, right now this ball is not moving. Your paper airplanes did not move. That spider it moved. <laughs> that spider did not move. Kind of weird. feels uneasy at first. What do you mean it's … yeah, yeah. N- nice to have you again. Here, catch. Uh, it feels weird at first because you say, well, no, my eyes tell me that that ball is moving. Try it. It's perception. Absolutely. And this is not, um, this is not a magic trick. This is not a belief system. This is reality. Now, watch as I throw the ball in there and take a moment, step away from the old uh, belief of we're all suspended in time-space, the time-space God, and watch as I throw the ball now up, not at you, (laughs) to throw the ball up and just look at it from the perspective that as I throw it, time-space is moving. Time-space is moving. The ball actually is not, but time-space is moving. It's shifting to accommodate the consciousness that has chosen to throw the ball. It is shifting to accommodate the desire to throw and to bounce the ball. The ball, Caldra, you, are not really moving. Weird at first. Hmm. Weird at first. But suddenly, as as you, as you let it set it, set in, uh, mm, let it set in, you start seeing it, perceiving it different. And one of these days soon, you go. I get it now. I get it. That's a quantum shift. And suddenly, life becomes playful because you realize it's not time, space, this continuum that is often talked about, that is controlling you at all. It is serving you, and there is a profound difference. Current flat Earth belief is that time-space is constant, uh, relatively constant. Current belief is that you are inside time-space. That is akin to the, the, the tiger in its cage. Uh, But with a door open and the tiger in its cage and saying, I'm trapped in here. This is my reality. This is where I exist. The damn door is open. And just as it is for each and every one of you, time, space moves through you. You are the constant. You are the consciousness. This is profound. What is time, space? That's an interesting question, and how, how far does it reach? Well, there's a better word actually that we use for time-space uh, because that's, that's a relatively limited word. The word we use for time-space is – do you want to write this, Linda? Because Calder's handwriting is terrible – it's a very simple word. I'm gonna ask you to feel into it for a moment. Don't think too much about it, but it's a simple word. Bon. B-O-N. Bon. B-O-N. One
0: word? What? <laughs> That's one word. Well,
1: you could also make it two words. B- On. <laughs> Never thought of that before. She, uh, see how brilliant she is? She perceives it as two words, beyond. I know it's a bon. Bon. B-O-N. Bon B. Bon, O, N. I guess it could be. Beyond. Beyond. But it's ban. Ban is is probably … ban would be like a hologram, like a a fabric, but not a physical fabric, like the hologram that is uh, prevalent everywhere where consciousness goes. It is a way of consciousness of perceiving and experiencing itself. It is a hologram onto which the consciousness is able to see, feel, experience, not see with the eyes, but feel, experience, to know itself. That is the core of everything in all of creation. It's not a, a substance. It's not. A, It's not measurable by anything in in current science. Uh, Scientists don't really – they don't even know about it. But to help you to understand, at the core is bond, and that creates then what your scientists do know a little bit about – plasma. Plasma. Not plasma as in blood, but plasma as in that substance that is the most – you realize plasma is the most prevalent substance of anything in the universe. Very, very little is really uh, discussed or known about it. Uh, A dark hole is basically – and this is where Calder gets nervous because he's not a physicist by any means – but a dark hole is basically highly, highly, highly condensed plasma. Uh, So from bond comes plasma from plasma comes things like the the ions the the, the way uh, neutrons and protons and atoms and everything else works but bond is at the very very core of it you could say that bond is the time space uh, but it is more than just time space as that you know as humans time uh, space both being linear bond is uh, is the is kind of like the stage for consciousness or the, the, per- the screen for consciousness on which to play. Bond or time-space, is, exists in all realms. Uh, you have this thing called time-space that is pretty unique to the, the human journey, but if you go into another dimension, there is a form of time-space. It has to be. Uh, but it's bond. It's not time, as in the the watch, and space, like as in a size. It's simply a, a parameter, a variable that is there to serve consciousness. See, because consciousness does not create, uh, is not energy. Consciousness is not physical reality. Consciousness chooses to have something. Uh, core something which to experience itself your greatest experience here on earth is time space that allows you to do everything you're doing time space and gravity so ban exists everywhere where consciousness journeys and experiences it it, it changes from dimension to dimension in a way it's the it's effect it's uh, the way it um, it allows consciousness to experience is different, but the, uh, the basic element is still there. So it could be said, in a way, that a form of time space exists in all the dimensions, but not necessarily in the same fashion that it exists here. A form of gravity or suction or uh, attraction exists in all all dimensions, but in a different flavor than what you have here. But let me go back to the main point, the point of today's gathering, is that time and space, ban, is moving through you. It is serving you. You are not not serving time-space. It serves you. Question uh, would you mind, let's do the microphone so everybody in the universe can hear you. <laughs> so, quick question, and, and I will entertain questions up to a point, uh, because okay. there so are a lot of questions. Will so, be. Yep. So
0: then energy would be nothing more than a perception?
1: Uh, yeah. En- energy is, is a perception, but a very, very real. Energy is a form of bond that is serving you. Uh, You could say – and again, here it gets a little tricky – but you could say that Ban is what some would call a unified energy field, but there are some misunderstandings about it. There is the field, the, the, the reservoir that's right here and everywhere, of energy potential that is an absolutely neutral state. It has no positive or negative charge to it. It is waiting for consciousness to activate it. It is waiting then to uh, turn into uh, activated energy, positive or negative energy. It is waiting to turn into plasma. It is waiting for the activation uh, ultimately into atoms and molecules and everything else in your reality. that. Is a, that is uh, enabled by gravity? Gravity, once again, being time and space. Uh, uh, let me demonstrate one more thing while we're talking. The time-space field, uh, the time-space element, is is kind of like a funnel. Uh, or for those who know what a venturi is, a venturi is dealing with fluid dynamics. Basically, if you have, uh, basically, if you have fluid flowing through a vessel, and that vessel then is constricted at a point uh, and then uh, opens up again at a point. There is a, a flow of, of fluid. There is an amount of pressure. There, there is time and space in here – this is called a uh, venturi – it deals with liquids, but it could be applied uh, to other things. As it flows through here and it, it becomes constricted, What happens? It speeds up up, absolutely. Some smart people here. What else happens to it? It Goes faster. Goes faster. Well, it speeds up. Goes faster. That would be similar. (laughs) Uh, Close. Uh, It goes faster. Higher pressure and greater energy, energization, greater energy potential. Uh, You could say caused by the pressure and the speed. But deeper into it, there is more energy within that very same fluid as it goes through the Venturi, not because of just the speed and the pressure, it is activated now. It is activated. Time-space works similar uh, to it in a a sense it's like a a funnel, and out here it's moving at a different rate and it has a different energy attractant potential out here than it does here. Now, what would this be? This is the now moment. This is the past and this would be the future. So this is past, now and future. And that is is one of the principles of time-space movement through you. If you are present, if you are conscious of – not of time, but conscious of your self, aware of your awareness. I exist. The flow rate of time-space is different. Not necessarily faster, though. As a matter of fact, you're going to begin to understand it actually appears to go slower. It actually doesn't. Everything else goes slower, but uh, the perception is that things slow down. When you're in the now moment, uh, the flow of time-space is more harmonious, it is more compatible, it is more serving to you than when you're hanging out in the past uh, or, or hanging out in the future. That's uh, the reasons, uh, physics reason for being in the now. Not just it's nice airy-fairy, but it has a dramatic effect on, on you, on you. Let's take a moment and go back to the principal words of my ball. Uh, yes, the ball actually did not move. Weird, but it didn't. Time-space moved, and when I throw that ball, when I toss it in the air, time-space is moving and it's creating gravity, a suction that will hold in physical matter, emotional matter, belief matter. And it creates reality. That is beautiful. Just the ability for you as consciousness to have this happen, when consciousness doesn't have arms and legs or a brain or eyes, for you to have this happen as a result of your consciousness is truly amazing, truly amazing, and when you can also learn to step out of mass consciousness time-space into your own time-space, when you can learn that you're no longer dependent on the, um, the other drawing, wherever that, the other drawing, when you're no longer dependent on time-space God, that you are truly a sovereign being with their own bond, with their own plasma, with their own everything, then you are free. Interesting, interesting, interesting. What I'd like to do at this point now is stop talking about it and start to experience it. So I'm, I'm going to footnote this by saying some of you uh, have really been feeling strange the last couple of days and weird dreams. And I believe even before the gathering here, some of the staff was talking about uh, the distortion of time. I believe there was a conversation back over here that isn't time weird the last day or two? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to find that time and space start to loosen up. It starts to become more flexible, but that's not always a comfortable feeling at first. When your body has been regulated to staying in the uh, old belief of time and space, the old movement of it, when you get out of that, it is going to feel strange – disorientation, weird brains, and, and particularly weird dreams. Uh, if calder doesn 't mind i 'll share a dream he had the other night he doesn 't mind <laughs> i can 't even find him right now. How can he mind <laughs> he 's sleeping so in the dream uh, i 'll just give a portion of it in the dream uh, he and a group, uh, probably you were being chased uh, of course, and uh, they found refuge uh, in in some um, like a uh, big a lot where they store junk, iron and cars and trucks and a big storage lot for industrial goods and they found some uh, refuge there and they were watching as a train, a fast moving train was coming down the tracks towards them and the train just stopped. It didn't slow down, it just stopped. Without the typical effect of all the the backlash of the, the momentum of the train, the train just stopped right then and there. Uh, A. That's a good example. Uh, First of all, the chase. The chase uh, was about others thinking that you're crazy and chasing after you. Uh, Like, what is wrong with these people? You know you're breaking through some old paradigms and there are those who are not going to like it. They're going to say, you're making this up. This is foolish. This is stupid. Prove it scientifically. And this is where I go back to my statement that uh, there was a noted physicist who said that uh, consciousness has no place in science. It belongs in the realms of the unicorns and the fairies and everything else, and it's true, <laughs> to an extent. So the tra- the, you're breaking through consciousness and there is going to be a lot who don't like it, and they're going to say, you're making this up. Prove it. You don't have to prove it. You don't have to prove it, because you're not trying to change them, you're using it for you. You don't have to prove a damn thing. So the train just stops without any uh, backlash or the momentum, and that's the way it becomes. And it also represents momentum of things in your life, trains in your life, things that are following a linear path that have a a, a huge weight load behind them – emotional, historical or otherwise – moving down the track. But this just stops it with the understanding that time-space moves through you. Just stops it. Suddenly the train stopped, but what happens next? A bunch of soldiers get off the train and start chasing after Caldron and the, the rest of you who are with them. Oh no, soldiers chasing. They're going to continue to try to discredit you, tell you you're crazy, tell you you should see a specialist, uh, tell you that uh, you just uh, try to be normal. It <laughs> doesn't work. So so here they're chasing which represents of course the the others who don't agree with you and it doesn't matter as they were getting closer and closer calder suddenly yelled out to everyone uh, there is no time make yourself invisible and some listened and instantly even though they were still there physically even though they were still present in that moment of time they didn't go somewhere else they didn't transform their body into a a light beam and uh, go off to uh, another galaxy. They just simply stepped out of the time continuum, the mass consciousness time continuum. That's it. Just as simple as saying, I choose. No effort required. No struggle. I am out of time, the, the mass consciousness time continuum, and went into their own. That's the beauty of it. You can do one or the other. you can be both at the same time. One or the other it doesn't matter. Once you understand the flexibility of time, space of ban, you don't even have to worry about it. Some of the others, of course, uh, didn't listen. They're filled with fear and panic, being chased by the soldiers, and uh, they were caught. So. Next thing is uh, Calder's in an old car – I don't know why an old car uh, – going down the highway, trying to find those who were taken as prisoners, got to where he thought everyone would be, and sure enough they were there, but they were all having a party. <laughs> a big celebration, drinking good wine, not out of a box, out of a bottle, drinking <laughs> <laughs> drinking good wine. The point is that uh, … Th- there is a celebration and that nobody really is imprisoned. There ultimately is a celebration with all of you saying, we did it. You never were captured, never were, were convicted of anything. It's just a big celebration at the end. All the way is saying that you're going to go through some rough spots, if, if you even choose to take a look at this in your life. You're going to go through some rough spots, but ultimately it is freedom. It is freedom it is time and space that is moving through every object every object your dog your dog wherever the dog is moving through it because of you moving through these walls not just through you but through everything the flow of time and space of ban right now it is serving you if you choose yes there is still mass consciousness time space You can be in that. You can be out of it. You can be both at once. It's a liberation. So let's – it didn't move. Time-space moved. Weird. Now I'd like you to really feel it. So let's turn down the lights. Let's bring up a little bit of uh, nice time-space music. By the way, I'm using terminology here that is common to most of the listeners. It is not necessarily what you call accurate in terms of physics uh, or science, and I'm doing that deliberately for just a clear, common understanding. Don't rip apart the words, but look at the whole concept, the reality. Look at the whole thing. Look at where we're heading when we say we're in the Walk On series. We're even going beyond. We're even going beyond those old, old restrictions of time and space. Let's have these lights down. Hold on to your questions and yourself. I exist, Edith. I exist. Say that to yourself. It does cause some irritation, by the way. Oh, I have these questions. No, you don't. You already know the answer, Edith. Every one of you already knows the answer. By the way, it's such a good thing to do when you have a question about your life, about anything. Allow yourself to receive the answer. It's already there. That's the beauty. It's already there. But if if the little me, human, is constantly insisting, I need to know, I need to know, you're going to constantly be going outside of yourself. You already know. You do. Let's take a deep breath. I'm going to ask you to be very still. You, know, you can move and scratch a little bit, but generally be still. And I'd like you to feel, sense, really sense right now this time and space moving through you. You're the constant. Your consciousness is the constant. It's always there. It is always, 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 always in the Now Moment. Consciousness cannot be out of the Now Moment. Selfish me, human, it can be out. It can go in the past and the future, but the Now Moment is consciousness. Consciousness is the Now Moment. You are the constant. You are that light, that projector light that I talked about. And just if you would, allow yourself to sense going beyond the mind and even what you'd call rational thoughts, and allow yourself to sense that time-space moving through you, moving through you. Now, time-space is also moving through that music. Music actually is not moving through time-space. Listen for a moment. Listen. Conventional thought is that that music is in space. It has an element of time, a beat, a rhythm, and also a specific number of minutes. Conventional thought would say that the time space, the music is in time space. But shift your perspective for a moment. Time space is actually moving through the music. What is the music? It's a creation of consciousness? It was a creator, conscious creator, putting together a series of... for lack of better words, vibration, but impulses. And right now, The music is not moving, the time space is. Listen to it from this new perspective. consciousness is present the music is activated otherwise there's nothing but when consciousness is present in the now moment to perceive the music it is activated and what you actually hear is the flow of time space consciousness is aware, your ears are hearing it, of course, but more than anything else you've allowed yourself to be open, allowing. Some would say, well, this is a digital recording. No, it's time and space moving through patterns of creation. Causing a resonance that is perceived as music. Take a deep breath and listen. It's almost like a river of time space flowing. You are a being of consciousness. And that consciousness activates energy. You create because you are consciousness. And the creations activate energies. And the energies. Call forth this element of time space, or what I prefer to call ban. And the river starts flowing, the river moves. This river, beautiful river of life now flows through you. Your heart isn't moving. Oh, well, that's the perception that it is, but. The reality is time-space is moving. You are a constant. When I threw the ball in the air, what was really being warped, changed, moving, was time-space. The ball, in a way, in its own time-space, creating its own gravity, perceived by your human eyes that thought the ball was moving, but take a look at it now, feeling, sensing what was really happening, the movement of time-space. Your car really isn't moving when you're driving it. Time-space is moving. Your own time-space, also very intricately related to mass consciousness time-space, but the car is not moving you're not actually moving. The fabric, this hologram, is moving and it's serving you. Feel it now. Feel this hologram of life, bond, time-space moving through you, through your thoughts, through your body. It's serving you, my friends. When you are still like this, when there's not a lot of physical movement and a little bit less than normal mental thought, when you're still like this, there's a different rate or dynamic of that movement through you. There's a better flow, you would say. Not necessarily faster or slower, just a different resonant, a different dynamic to it. time, space moves very differently than when you're late for work. You're panicked, thinking about being late for a meeting. Worried what your boss is going to say. Worried what it's going to look like to walk into that meeting late, especially knowing you're really not prepared. And you start thinking about all the other times you've got in late. (coughs) See, now you're in the past and you're in the future. Time-space reacts differently here when you're in that chaotic state. Acts very, very different. It's serving you still. It's not trying to work against you, it's just behaving different, responding differently to your consciousness. And the Master understands that they can command bond, time, space, this hologram. They can command this hologram to serve them. Suddenly time seems to expand. Suddenly history starts changing itself. Suddenly the Master is in the Now moment. Suddenly old things are no longer important. Suddenly the little me-human issues are not important anymore. The dramas are not important anymore. The struggle with life, for life, is not so important anymore. Suddenly the Master in the Now Moment, realizing that time-space is responding to them, the hologram is responding to their consciousness – not their thoughts, but their consciousness Suddenly, the level of panic and anxiety gets less and less. The resonance, the freedom one has with themselves and the ability to let this hologram serve them rather than the other way around, suddenly everything changes. Suddenly they get out of old time and old space. Suddenly they're in their own, that can coexist with others, that can coexist with mass consciousness, but suddenly they're now operating – you're now operating – in your own time-space, by choice, by allowing. Suddenly all the things that you used to worry about are no longer significant. Suddenly you're not trapped in a cage. Suddenly the past and the future really no longer even are important or even exist. Suddenly the questions go away. Suddenly the things that you used to worry about are very unimportant. In this space, feeling the I Am allowing this hologram, the bond to serve you, suddenly you realize I Am a creator. Suddenly, all the little me human issues are so unimportant, and you wonder why you've struggled. You wonder why all the battles. You wonder why things so often didn't go your way. And you realized you were trying to be an object moving through time and space. You were Subservient to the time space God, but no more. Now it goes to work for you. In this realization, you actually reassess all the things that you thought were important or not important. You realize that anything is possible. You're in the Now moment. You're back in consciousness. It is simple. It is not complicated. It is not linear. It is the I Am. Take a deep breath and feel as time, space moves through you. flows through you. Now, there's one big, big difference. When you realize that bond moves through you, this hologram is moving for you, when you realize that, gravity changes. That's kind of the bottom line – gravity changes. In the old uh, scenario of you being the object, moving through time and space, gravity was very rough. Gravity was deep and thick, hard to get out of it, held you in. But the variable of gravity changes when one realizes that they are the constant and time-space moves through them. The element of gravity that used to confine you in your thoughts, in your body, in your dreams and aspirations, in everything – the gravity that made the body old, the gravity that kept you on incarnational cycles – suddenly changes the G-force is different. When one allows or realizes time space is there to serve them, the effects of gravity, of attraction of holding things into reality suddenly change. And that's where we're going to pick this up in our next gathering. Take a good deep breath, and I'm going to ask you now to really feel, uh, feel in this next month how time-space is there serving you. Feel how it is flowing through you. Stop every once in a while. Sit down. We're not talking about meditation here. We're talking about feeling the flow, sensing it. You may feel it literally in your physical body. It may just be a different type of sensation, but feel how it flows. Feel the difference between how you've been trying to work your way through the time-space continuum, battling your way through, struggling, tiring yourself out, and now it all changes. What we are Taking a look at is paramount to the difference between the flat Earth and the round earth. the difference between old consciousness awareness of time space and something that is much actually much more real. You can debate the physics all day long. you can debate uh, you can use current formulas and and t- uh, proven systems to say that it's not true, or you can allow yourself to feel it for yourself, to live it for yourself. That is the ultimate proof. It's not a philosophy. It's not a religion. It's not New Age. It is the way things are. Watch in your own life uh, in these next thirty days not only the flow, but the difference in the G-force, the gravitational effect. And when I say gravity, again, it's the ability to solidify, to hold in reality. Uh, Watch how that shifts in your life. Let's take a good deep breath, my dear friends. We've just walked on (laughs) walked beyond. Please, uh, for all of you here, all of you listening in, discuss it uh, in your social media. Discuss it within yourself. But the most important thing is, beyond all the discussions, all the debate, is Adamus going crazy, am I going crazy, the most important thing is to allow yourself to feel it or experience it in your own life. If nothing happens, if uh, it was all just a nice afternoon at the studio, then so be it. Go back to the flat earth or feel it in your (laughs) own life. It doesn't matter. Let's take a good deep breath. We have a lot of walking on to do, and this is just the beginning. With that, let's have one last arg from the Argonauts. Arg! And never forget that all is well in all of your creation. Arg, my dear Chambra, arg it is. (laughs) Arg!
0: So, take a good deep breath and really feel this message that Adamus has shared with us. This message that's going to affect us this whole next month, if you choose. Thank you for being here with the walk-on series, the shout, with Adamus Saint-Germain. But I want to make a special acknowledgement for my husband, my beloved Jeffrey Hoppe. I need you to know, I want you to know, that he was very nervous and intimidated about what he was going to channel today. Very agitated, really concerned. And, and as I just saw somebody else going, why? Yeah. Well, that's what he does. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was sitting there listening, so joyful at the beauty of his message. So could we just please give a big hand to Jeffrey. Woo-hoo. We love you, Jeffrey. We love you, Jeffrey. So, with that, we'll see you the first Saturday of November. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. you.